Hello, welcome to this episode of Projected Opinions, best movie podcast in under 20 minutes. I'm your host, Nathan, and this week, because Matt was on a trip around the country seeing some beautiful landscapes, we have a special guest. Uh, Ryan Boyd is here with us. He's been a friend of the show since it began, um, and so for this episode, we're going to be interview. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing him on um, Avengers: Infinity War. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. So, welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks. It's probably the biggest movie of the year. So One could argue. This is, this is it. So... Um, we're going to do at least like a, a minute long recap okay. of basic thoughts, and then we're going to talk about as much as we can without spoilers, which is going to be incredibly difficult. <laughs> and then we're going to give 18 spoiler warnings, and then we're going to talk about the meat. All right. So awesome. one minute, what did you think? Uh, as someone that loves most of what Marvel has put out in the last decade, uh, it was awesome. It was what I wanted it to be. Uh, it was, uh, I was afraid that I was going to build it up a little bit too much in my head mm-hmm. and that I was going to come into it and be disappointed. And I was not disappointed. Uh, that doesn't mean I loved every facet of it, uh, but it was everything I wanted the culmination of the last decade of Marvel work to be. I really enjoyed it. It was stunning. It was beautiful it was heartbreaking um and i really really enjoyed the ride i 100 percent agree this is one of those things where captain america was captain america civil war was a bit like this for me like that was mm-hmm. one of those hype up movies mm-hmm. even more so probably than avengers 2 mm-hmm. and that one didn't quite live up to the way that i hyped it up in my brain this did not do that mm-hmm. this was by the way it's the longest marvel movie that's been yes, released at is. like two hours and 36 minutes something I, like I that think that's right yeah um and i did not feel it Mm-mm. it it did not drag for me i've watched it twice now still hasn't dragged i'm mm-hmm. still amazed the second time it was just as good mm. so it was a ride and i thoroughly enjoyed it every second of the way so if you're a marvel fan mm-hmm. do yourself a favor make sure that you actually have watched and can remember all the movies mm-hmm. because there are things that you won't remember that are called back yep. in, in this movie. Absolutely. It is a really good movie and it's a good culmination to a lot of hard work. Yeah. And if you don't have time to go watch the, I don't remember what it is, like 36 hours worth of all the other <laughs> Marvel movies that have come out, uh, there are plenty of things. If you just Google what I need to know going into Infinity War, uh, there's a few different mm-hmm. YouTube videos and some articles and things like that. Do that. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Nathan's right. Make sure that you kind of know what's going on. If you go into it blind, I think you're going to struggle a little bit. You will. And even for fans, I would recommend at least like some re-catching up. Um, I know 
even some of the hardcore fans and myself, we we caught up on a couple of the bit larger movies before we went into this just because mm-hmm. um, it's been a bit. And this movie will, it will not spoon feed you right. the Easter eggs. Yeah. You have to know what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate the amount of detail that went into everything. You can yeah. really tell that they've been planting seeds and yes. they knew exactly what they were going yes. for. Yes, there's a reason that everybody is where they are geographically. And if you haven't seen some of the movies before that or you don't remember, you're not going to remember why. You're not going to remember why so-and-so is in this part of the world and somebody else is in this part of the world and what they're doing, why they're there. Uh, and, and so you're going to want to make sure that you know all that. And they do a very good job of keeping the characters aware of the things that they do and do not know. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. not really a spoiler, but Bruce Banner hasn't been on Earth since... Um, Avengers, Avengers too. Age of Ultron. Right. And so he has some catching up to do right. whenever he meets up with other people again. Right. So they're very cognizant of who who knows what and what's been going on in the whole universe. Um, and it's really fun to see a lot of these characters interact. So briefly, without spoilers, if mm-hmm. we could go over some maybe the technical side of things. So acting, mm. direction, uh, cinematography, editing, uh, kind of stuff that you can talk about without spoiling anything. Then we'll get into the story and maybe some spoilers after that. Yeah, sure. So uh, acting, gosh, this this might be, I don't know, all of these are really tall tasks because of what Infinity War is and how many characters there are in it. I, I think the Russo brothers said there were 76 different, uh, like, standalone, decent-sized actors, if you will, actors and actresses. Uh, so all of these are probably really tough, but acting... Uh, I thought it was acted really well. Uh, I, I missed seeing a lot of the characters that I've grown to seeing a lot of on screen. Um, I, I won't go into specifics, but there are a handful of characters that I expected to see more of, and I didn't, and that was a little disappointing. That's not even on the acting as much as that's, that's on the writing and, and trying to balance all of that. Uh, I don't think it was to the detriment of the film. Um, I thought with all of the uh, the people to go around and the things that needed to be said and done that honestly, they, uh, they did a really good job. I, I really thought that it looked well-balanced for the most part. There is one character. You can maybe argue two or three that are like the central characters. There's certainly one and we'll get into in spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets the bulk of the screen time and everyone else are, you kind of understand like they're the side characters and they're not they're uh, They are not the main characters for a reason. They've had their movies. They've been main characters before. Uh, that's this movie isn't necessarily about them as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the really fun aspects of it. Uh, I think Marvel's gotten to be pretty good at cinematography. I, I think, I don't know that I've seen a Marvel movie in the last six or seven years that I've thought, Oh, that didn't look very nice. I think for the most part, they do a pretty good job on, on all these things. Anything that involves Wakanda looks really great. I think Wakanda is just fun to look at and pretty. It is and, and really colorful. They, this one is kind of, we'll get into a little more specifics, I'm sure, and spoilers, but this one is almost like a uh, like a Bond flick in the sense that there's a lot of different countries and cities that are involved in this one, and they let you know where those are, and I thought they all looked really great. I, I thought all of them looked really, it was fairly obvious where we were, and they would mm-hmm. tell you where you were, but it was fairly obvious where we were. Um, yeah, and man, again, kudos to the writers of this one. Uh, they had a huge task ahead of them being able to do this, and I really did not come away thinking that it was too jam-packed or too uh, difficult in the sense of all the characters that need to be juggled and followed. So the difficulty with writing is that if you have a faulty product, then the artists that come after the writer have a harder time trying to make a masterpiece out of it. 
and this movie did not suffer from that. Agreed. Um, some other Marvel movies have been clunky here mm-hmm. and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had called out Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. I feel like that movie had a bit too many uh, plot lines, story issues, and yeah, it was agreed. just kind of a bit bulky. Mm-hmm. This movie has so much more, but it feels right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Now, there are characters, some of them are completely absent, that I felt maybe should have been there logically. But I can't, story-wise, looking at the finished product, I can't really say that the movie would have been better Mm -hmm. if they were there. And what's hard is that there's another movie coming. Marvel has been coy on calling them Infinity War Part 1 and 2 because they're not going to technically be that, but they kind of are. And so it's hard because we're also judging what I would say is a half-finished product. Like There's there's an entire another movie to come to finish the story up. Uh, where we may see some of these, uh, what seem like blatant omissions of, right. of people. No, I'm, I'm, I've got a list of uh, superheroes I'm fairly certain, like as in 99% mm-hmm. certain, will be in the second movie that were held off on yes. purpose. Right, right. Um, and we, I'll talk about that more in sure. the spoiler section. Um, but this movie was well written mm-hmm. as far as taking so many elements and doing and uh, weighting them correctly mm-hmm. um, and also the acting was stellar it was mm-hmm. a joy to watch a lot of these people interact with each other because that's the heart of Marvel is absolutely. the character interactions absolutely and when you have these characters that you've been able to put so much work into their personality yeah. over 10 years Iron Man 10 years old as of today yeah so that's May 2nd for us mm-hmm. recording this exactly 10 years that's a lot of work something like 10 movies that iron man's been in like that's a lot of work and to Mm -hmm. see characters that are that fleshed out yeah that you don't have to provide backstory in this movie Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. because you already know yeah and to see these kinds of characters and not just one not just two yeah but somewhere close to like 64 speaking parts that have had multiple movies of character development interacting together is a joy to watch yeah because they don't have light weights in these parts. Mm-mm. Every part has a giant. And it's yeah. so funny that giants of, of acting are playing what seem to be small parts mm-hmm. in this movie. Absolutely. But there is no small part in this movie. Yeah. And there are no um, unknown people in this yeah. movie either. And I think it shows. I think it's just yeah. every interaction feels true to these characters that they've built. And it feels real inside of yeah. this universe and it was just fun to watch yeah. things unfold and go yeah that, that is what iron man would say like that is how iron man and doctor strange would right would be like right. that was one of my favorites personally yeah they spend a bit of time together in this movie mm-hmm. that's not really a spoiler no. and i enjoyed seeing yeah. those personalities particularly hit it off they really do pair up some fun ones and, they do. and uh I mean, this movie, more than any, I would argue, more than any other Marvel movie to date, is a comic book movie through and through. Like a comic book jumps back and forth when you're reading a comic book that's a, uh, like a crossover where you kind of have a few different characters or whatever. You were talking about like the character interactions mm-hmm. or whatever. This movie is a comic book movie through and through in the sense of it jumps back and forth. You're in somewhere in Europe and then all of a sudden you're in Africa and then you're back in the U S and then you're on a different planet and it jumps back and forth like a comic book does. And the character interactions, 
I think the payoffs on them are so big. So you talked about Iron Man and Doctor Strange in particular. I think there are other ones too. Oh yeah, that, for certain. Uh, that the partnership that you haven't seen before all of a sudden is really fun. And it's something mm-hmm. you've really been mm-hmm. looking forward. It's like, well, how are they going to cross over like this particular group of people with this particular group of people? And then all of a sudden it happens. You're like, man, this is fun. This is just a fun interaction right. to see. I I enjoyed all of that through and through. And I will say just to, just to catch on one thing you mentioned there, that the editing was really well done as far mm-hmm. as keeping you entertained and keeping you kind of a bit stressed out. This was a very mm-hmm. stressful mm-hmm. movie for a fan. Mm-hmm. Um so watching them cut back and forth between things and I really enjoyed that even on the second time, I couldn't quite remember where we were going next. Mm. Um, it wasn't one of those really predictable things. So like, yeah, they'll cut a scene off when you really uh, want to know what's going to happen next as you right, do to right. keep tension up. Um, but then they'll cut to another thing. And you're like, oh yeah, we <laughs> were there too. Happening. <laughs> and, the, and then you're totally in and you kind of forget about the other thing and it just, it just keeps you in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really thought their editing and their um, distinction of storylines mm. worked really, really well. Yeah, I agree. Um, so. Spoilers? Yes. All right. If you have not seen this movie or any other Marvel movie. <laughs> Seriously. Please leave. Please, please go. Mm-hmm. Please go watch all 19 of them. Mm-hmm. Because this movie will spoil not only this movie, but A every other movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Pretty much. Absolutely. Now, if you're mm-hmm. one of the nerds that's seen it in the first week, by the way, shout out to all the records that they've broken in the box oh, office. Gosh, no kidding. $725 million in three days. Already passed what Justice League did the entire time it was in. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> Fair. If you're like us and you've seen it <laughs> at least once already, mm-hmm. welcome. There's going to be a ton of stuff. Which we have to do in like seven minutes now. Yes. So... I don't even know where to start, honestly. Um, good heavens. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we'll start at the end in the sense of... Right, the thing. That's what leaves everybody feeling the way they right. feel. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on it. So the thing that Nathan just said, the thing is half of the Marvel Universe uh, it's, it's gone. vaporizing, it's basically. Gone. Um, man, you talk about an emotional, a collective emotional moment for the entire theater. Um, my theater I've never was seen as many tears as I have in, in a and Marvel audible movie. gasps and lack of breathing where people were like they very didn't. clearly <laughs> upset. Yes. Um, yeah. The whole theater I was in was just for basically the like four or five minutes that all this is happening. We're seeing all these different characters that were like, well, they're not going to kill that person. Off. Right. And, and they vaporize in front of your eyes. Uh, like, Holy cow. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't even begin to count how many, uh, expletives and gasps that I heard <laughs> as this was happening. Right. Um, and so this is one of the things that I was impressed with. Yes. Is yes. that I have a gripe against Marvel movies, and if you've heard me on the podcast, I've probably mentioned it. They have a nasty habit ever since the first Avengers uh-huh. of punchlining mm-hmm. emotional moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw Avengers today again because we're mm. dragging another friend through all the movies before we take her to see infinity war and that movie's not as bad because joss mm-hmm. whedon has learned how to balance humor and seriousness very well yeah but after that it goes downhill every sure. true emotional moment has a joke at the end of it generally yeah. ragnarok there, is really bad at this ragnarok, ragnarok is bad at this but i i let ragnarok slide a little bit because i think it wanted to be that mm, okay um but 
this movie had jokes and it mm-hmm. had serious moments mm-hmm. and they rare they rarely intermixed mm-hmm. which i enjoyed the mess out of and they let the ending sit there is no mm. jokes there is not a funny moment in the last 15 minutes of this movie they don't even do a mid credits like joke thing like they always do for all the they do not the movies. this is supposed to hurt you mm-hmm. and be done mm-hmm. that's it and i was very impressed mm-hmm. that they let it sit not only that but the choices that they did make specifically mm-hmm. with regards to deaths sure black panther black panther spider-man spider-man doctor strange is obviously doctor a big strange one. all of the guardians except for nebula yep um sam wilson's gone mm-hmm. uh bucky is gone mm-hmm. groot groot's gone poor right. groot right um Basically, not the original four, right? Not Black Widow. So the um. original six, in fact, <laughs> yes. are intact. Um, Ant Man, we believe, is still intact right. um, because we. I I'm assuming that he's going to come into play in the second movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, through some build up with Ant Man and Wasp. Sure. Um, him, Hawkeye, and Captain Marvel, I think, are going to yeah. be pieces. So Ant Man and Wasp. That movie actually takes not only does it come out, but it takes place in between these two movies. Is that correct? No. Oh, it does. So Ant Man okay. and Wasp takes place right after Civil War. With Ant-Man trying to figure out his house arrest and like how to be legally in the world for his family. So we're going to see a bit of what was alluded to in this movie about Hawkeye and and Ant-Man in Ant-Man and Wasp. And then Captain Marvel is obviously... It's set uh, in the 90s. So that's a hardcore prequel. Um, And we're going to get some backstory on uh, Nick Fury, also one of the fatalities of this movie. In the after credits scene, we lose Maria Hill and Nick Fury. So that was... That was fun and sad at the sure. same time. Sure, how he went out. Yeah. Um, but one, I, one of kudos, the better movie tropes, by the way, that, absolutely. that they bring up for Samuel. Jackson. Absolutely. I I love the persona of yes. oh, Samuel L. Jackson, and I'm glad they paid tribute to that. But kudos mm-hmm. to not nobody guessed right. which like which half of people would die. Oh yeah. Like everybody knew deaths were going to happen. Sure. That goes without sure. saying. But. Marvel surprised, mm-hmm. and I have not met a single person that corrected, uh, predicted any of this correctly. Oh yeah, not at all. And that that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Now, so the other side of that coin, we're mm-hmm. hardly even going to get into spoilers, at, like in the whole movie, because right. we're just going to talk about these deaths the whole time, right? Because that's what people are going to talk about. The other side of this coin, however, is that because of the reputation Marvel has, and because of what exactly happened, where Thanos snaps his finger and half of the universe's population dematerializes or whatever Mm -hmm. uh we also know that there's a really good chance that we're actually going to get a lot of these characters back there is tom holland as spider-man has more movies slated Mm -hmm. uh king t'challa is not done like black panther's coming back Mm -hmm. um we know that some of these characters are not going to be gone for good right so you're spot on in the sense of I really applaud Marvel for doing this and making you feel the weight of what happened. At the same time, 20 minutes later, I was in my car recovering from this and thought, but some of these guys aren't gone. Like maybe some of them are, but some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I think part of what's going to happen is they're going to leave some people dead. And I think that, that yes, there will be a a switch out if you will. Um, But to, Two things. One, I ran across a tweet today from Kevin Feige that said, "You, these deaths are real, and they are deaths. Wow. Interesting. 
And he said, you have to get used to it so you can move on to the next stage of grief, which is harsh. Mm. Um, he knows exactly what he's done, and I think oh, he's a bit man. happy about it. Absolutely. Um, he should be. He, he should be. He's pulled off something that I don't think any other studio executive has ever had the patience to do. No, absolutely. I agree. And there will be, as far as number of deaths, I think the number will stay the same. I think we might see mm. switches mm. where... Um, because. I don't think they're going to do the, the cheap trick of just turning back time because I don't mm. think any fan would truly be happy mm. with that fix. That's kind of a cop-out as far as plot. Um, but I do think that there are some ways out with the Soul Stone and some other things where mm. lives might be able to be exchanged um, and certain other things. Also, uh, big deal, like Doctor Strange is kind of the key to some of our peace of mind, if you will. And you yes. you and I, Matt, talked about this a little bit right like right after you s saw right. the movie. Right. Um, Doctor Strange is kind of the key to the plot, if you will, and the fact that you should be okay with what just happened. Right. Because if you think about it, four of the stones actually could have been kept out of Thanos' hands fairly easily mm -hmm. as long as people had done preemptive actions um, and been okay with letting other people get tortured or killed. Sure. Um, you'd have had four deaths instead of right. half the universe. Um, but the thing that keeps us kind of grounded is that there's one out of 14,605 right. futures right. where they win. Yeah. And Doctor Strange's promise was, I will let you and the kid die, he's speaking to Iron Man, mm -hmm. before I give up the stone. Yep. And then he turns around, and not only does he just give up the stone, but he does it explicitly to save the life of Tony Stark, right. which kind of lets you in on a fact that he thinks that this is the, the way. Right. And he says some telling lines like, this is the end game. Mm -hmm. This is the way that it had to be. This yeah. is the only way. Yeah. And so I think there's a longer play here. And I do think time travel will be involved. Um, behind the scenes knowledge mm -hmm. of the next movie. Mm -hmm. the All the costumes from the original Avengers movies have been seen again. So mm -hmm. Cap's costume from the 2012 Avengers, mm -hmm. uh, Thor's and Iron Man's are have been seen. They've been filming in New York. Mm -hmm. um, so... I think there will be some element of time travel or flashbacks that, or at least elements of the story that we haven't seen. Mm. So I'm super stoked to see how they do this because the amount of loving care that went into crafting this is obviously going to go into this. Yes. Like it's one story. This and right. the it next Avengers story. movie are right. one story. Um, and I think I, I'm so ready. Oh, I'm so oh, happy yeah. because the, the amount of dedication and mm -hmm. craftsmanship that went into this half, mm -hmm. it can only get better in, yep. in the way that I see it right now. So yeah, I agree. And I loved the way that, so you talk about the craftsmanship or whatever. It was not a mistake the way that it ended, not just with the deaths, but specifically with the way that they let it sit on it, where you mm -hmm. kind of get this Thanos sitting on his front porch, looking off into the sunset, like, I don't know, probably a good chunk of movies have ended before but the good guy is one one of the things i really like about it is how much they do let this ending kind of sit on you uh and one of the ways they do this is they show thanos on the front porch of in the countryside basically looking off into the sunset and it's it's funny because uh he is emotional in the sense that he's happy he's got a smile on his face you can almost kind of imagine him with like a drink in hand like putting his feet up like Oh, another I've good done my day work. work. I've <laughs> done my job. Right. And then not only does it end on that, like that's the last scene of the movie. Mm -hmm. They do 
their kind of normal thing where at the end of like Captain America, it says Captain America will return in such and such, except for this one, they do it for Thanos. And so it pops up and it says Thanos will return. Uh, and that's it. It and doesn't mention it. any other characters. It doesn't mention any of the other characters. And I love the way that they sit on this. And I, I think you're absolutely right in the sense of how much craftsmanship went into this first one, because it's so intentional the way the last, I mean, the whole movie is obviously super intentional, but specifically the last 15 minutes with the mm-hmm. way that they kill everybody off and the way it ends with Thanos. It's like, it's almost like he's riding off into the sunset mm-hmm. as this huge hero that's mm-hmm. done this big thing. And you just know that the next one is going to have so much to have to, for the Avengers to have to fix. And it's just, it's right. going to be incredible. I'm so excited. I love the way they ended this one. I'm so excited for the way the next one's going to go down. I'm, I I could not be more excited i also couldn't love more uh that we have a year to sit on this i just think it's so good uh to just be thinking about how sad we're going to be for a year about all of our favorite characters that that we were looking forward to future movies and now we're like well maybe marvel has the audience's number hands down they know exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. um and what's worse is that i continually pay for it um (laughs) But anywho, it's been a wonderful time having you here, Ryan. This is a great movie. Do your homework. Mm -hmm. Go see it. Mm -hmm. Go watch it again. Go see it and go watch it again. That's right. We will hopefully be able to come back at you in a year and maybe talk about... That would be awesome. ...what our predictions have done over the (laughs) year um, and how we've changed and how we were totally subverted. But anywho, until next time, this has been Projected Opinions... Uh, go follow us on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. We're on iTunes and Google Play and uh, Anchor and several other websites for your favorite podcasts. So like, subscribe, share. Share us with your friends um, and have a good day.